Your employees expect top-tier medical benefits like comprehensive care access, but how can you balance these expectations against rising costs across your full benefits portfolio? Find savings and opportunities in your most highly utilized benefit, your pharmacy plan. Did you know that hospital employees fill 25% more prescriptions each year than other industries? How can you tell if all those prescriptions were needed or if you could have had significant cost savings by filling at your own hospital pharmacies? Tap into these opportunities with an independent pharmacy benefits partner and solutions designed around your unique requirements and resources. Rx Benefits provides pharmacy benefit strategies, from expert advisory services to programs that leverage your hospital pharmacy's purchasing power, all while offering competitive benefits with award-winning customer service. We've been working with hospitals for over 15 years, and our clients range from rural and critical access hospitals to large health systems, with healthcare-specific solutions that make the most of hospital assets and dispensing capabilities. Visit us at employers.rxbenefits.com or click the link in the show notes to learn how to boost your benefits with an optimized pharmacy plan. Hey guys, it's Elle here, the social media manager with The Bowen Luke Show. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast, and it's free. This creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is incredibly helpful with Bo being in Ohio and Luke being in Virginia right now. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. And in the meantime, you make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We look forward to you joining us for Season 2. Introducing the Restroom Kit, your personal care kit when traveling. The best solution for personal care when using public restrooms. When nature calls, the Restroom Kit was created to be used in any restroom away from your home. Each kit includes an oversized seat cover with rear pocket to support stability and alignment, one yard of three-ply toilet paper, hand wipe, and flushable tush wipe. Small enough to fit in a purse, pocket, your backpack, or car travel kit. Go to therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. Have you ever wondered why we use certain phrases or words? Why do we say rule of thumb? Why should we mind our P's and Q's? Why do we say that is a new father and son podcast that is bringing you the answers to those questions. Where does that come from? And why do we say that? These guys love to have fun and you are certainly in for a good time as a listener. Be sure to check out why do we say that and learn something new this week. Welcome to the Bo and Luke Show, a podcast designed to inspire you to be better, know better, and do better. You can connect with Bo and Luke on social media at the Bo and Luke Show, or send us an email at fanfeedback at com. Brought to you by Sound United. Without further ado, let's get after it. Bo and Luke Nation, welcome back to another amazing episode of the Bo and Luke Show. We have a great guest with us today, Amy Lynn Durham. She's the author of Create Magic at Work, then the founder of Create Magic at Work Membership Group. She uses skills as a corporate mystic to bring spiritual intelligence. Luke, I think this is the first time I've ever, I've literally ever heard the word uh, spiritual intelligence for SQ, but she also 
She also brings emotional intelligence to energize and transform the workplace. Amy is a UC Berkeley certified executive coach and emotional intelligence practitioner who spent years in the corporate world successfully managing hundreds of employees for private and publicly traded companies. Amy, welcome to the Bo and Luke Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm ready for some fun. Yeah, me today. too. <laughs> been waiting for this all day. Cool. Me too. I have I mean, too. I've been excited for this one. Good. Yeah. So other than what I just read in that very short bio, tell our listeners a little about yourself. Okay. Well, that felt like a long bio to me. Oh. <laughs> but I was like, wow. Um, I left my corporate job because I wanted to find a way to re-inject myself in a different direction to bring heart and human connection to the workplace because I experienced burnout, loneliness, all of those things that are big topics right now for the workplace. And I wanted to figure out a way to come back and share these tools that I've learned about with others. Um, So hopefully one, they don't have to experience those things anymore and we can stop talking about them. Mm -hmm. I'm over it. We're going to (laughs) stop. (laughs) We're going to stop talking about burnout because no one's going to have it anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, help people out. They need that. Yeah. Um, so I feel like burnout is more rampant now during the pandemic than ever before. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because everyone's talking about Zoom fatigue and mm-hmm. how oh. you're looking at yourself on, on camera and you're in front of a computer all day and you're not acting normal <laughs> like you would mm-hmm. in a normal meeting room. I did a, a group coaching session on Zoom And when I was done, it was a two hour session. I was exhausted. I was hot. And I realized during the session that I didn't get up to turn the air conditioner on, even though I was Mm -hmm. dying because I was Mm -hmm. on camera and I just like couldn't move from the camera. But if we were in a normal room, I'd be like, hold on a second. Let's turn on the AC or it's hot in here, everyone. I mean, it's just all those little low grade things, I think kind of add up to your overall fatigue and stress that you feel. Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, I was just reading some posts on Facebook earlier about um, people and having Zoom fatigue. Interesting that you use that word Zoom fatigue. And literally what you just said, I experienced earlier today, I was a guest on a podcast. And I felt the same way. Like I sat here, I was so engaged. It went for almost an hour. I never moved from the seat. I'm on the camera the whole time. I didn't have my fan on and I got up and I'm like sweating. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what in the world? Right. Yeah. So I get that wholeheartedly. Mm. To me, it's the after stuff for Zoom. And so let me explain the after stuff. So when we're all in person, you can only have, well, you can, you can still have a lot of meetings. It limits the amount of meetings you can have in a day. And there's going to be prep work and then after work for every single meeting that you have. So Mm -hmm. in the in-person world, if you're having two or three meetings a day, you can do your prep work, you can do your after work and you're all good, right? If you have six or seven Zoom meetings a day, just because you can bring people together that much, the the pre-work and after work is still the same, right? So it's almost like being more efficient, but there's a lot more auxiliary work that goes with it. At least that's what I'm finding. I was going to ask, Amy, do you think Mm -hmm. do you think this is a sign, especially now that Zoom Zoom fatigue, if you're really experiencing Zoom fatigue and you're on the camera, you're behind the camera, literally what you would consider the majority of your day. 
is it a sign of poor leadership and that you're having way too many meetings and just because you can, or just because it's, it's easy to schedule a zoom meeting, it's all integrated with your outlook and your calendar system. Oh yeah. Zoom meeting. I want to get everybody mm-hmm. together. Um, whether yeah. there's real purpose behind the meeting or, you know, like Luke said, when are you taking time to prepare for that meeting and what are the actual results you're looking for in the meeting? There was already a, an issue, I think, in the corporate world with too many meetings, uh, you know, meetings to get ready for the meetings, to get ready for the project meeting. We're going to have about the event meeting, you know, <laughs> that case, you know, even when we were going to the office uh, before this world we live in today. And now it seems to be even exponentially worse. Yeah. Oh, there. I see those jokes that go around like this meeting should have been an email or could have been an yeah. email. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. So as a leader, you really want to think about what you're taking up your team's time with. Mm-hmm. And really, that's some inner work that I think all leaders need to do. You don't want to infringe upon their personal life. Mm-hmm. I have a ton of thoughts about this. And you want to make sure that you're not holding a ton of meetings because you are putting out an energy or a vibe, let's say that you don't trust what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's a big factor in employees feeling disengaged if they feel like they're being monitored constantly or that they're not trusted. Yeah. And so give everybody a break, <laughs> let them take a yeah. breath to actually do the work right. that needs to be done. And you just sort of, I wanted to talk about another item with the zoom fatigue and the pandemic sure. and things like that, that are going on. I just saw a data point um, as we're talking today. I don't know when this is going to air, but it's inter- it's International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. And this month is Women's History Month. And I read an article from Ariana Huffington that said that 2.5 million women have left the workforce due to the pandemic. Wow. And so what we're talking about is systems that aren't working for people. And we keep trying to fix people instead of fixing the systems. Amazing. And um, there's a, I'm not, there's a woman that is a huge equality expert. Her name is Michelle Penelope King. She has a book called the fix. You can follow her. And she talks a lot about this, but it's just so evident due to the pandemic, what occurred with all of these women being out of the workforce. Mm-hmm. So how do we fix the system that everybody's working in in order to be open and have everyone thrive in it? How would you fix it? I was just going to say, I don't know if I have the answer. I mean, that's a big, I'll tell you how I would fix it, Luke. (laughs) You know, I actually, I actually feel like this is why I'm here is through spiritual intelligence and through the the 21 skills of SQ21. There are lifelong um, skills that you learn and that you grow with. And the ultimate goal is that you can maintain inner and outer peace, regardless of the situation you're in. It's a tall order. Sometimes yeah. I laugh when I share that definition because I'm like, I just lost it yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> on on a, in a situation. But if we can practice and skill build in those areas, we can make compassionate and wise decisions. We can understand that our worldview isn't the only worldview. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go down the list, but that would be my answer. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I, I really agree. do. I, I, yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, I think there's too many people I'll add to that that really don't understand how to, how to lead their people, 
um, in a way to keep it simple and to just literally focus on getting the results that you need for your team, your company, whatever the case might be, right? If I was more focused on the results on what I need from Amy, like this is why I hired Amy. She's part of the team. I can, I can do all the things to make you feel comfortable and part of the team. But what I'm really looking for are certain results. Mm-hmm. If you're producing the results, I do not have to be on Zoom with you six times a day. I don't have to, I, I might check in with you once a day. Maybe it's a phone call. doesn't even have to be Zoom. But I think every, everybody misses out on the fact of what are the actual results we want from people? And are we building up, uh, are we really building a cohesive team to produce these results? Yes. And are we looking for short-term results or long-term results? And right. if we have someone on the team that is delivering results, but are they not being a good team player? Right. So are yep. they a detriment to the other people on the team? So as a leader, you have to look at all of those things because right. you have to understand that short-term gains aren't necessarily the best when it comes to having a team for productivity, profitability, all of those things. Absolutely. Yep. Big picture for sure. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Super. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> Sorry. it makes you know, it's the, it's the, um, oh, we had a guest on the show talking about feedback, Dr. Uh, Brody Reardon. And yeah. um, one of the fascinating things with her, cause and it happens sometimes, even when we're doing these podcasts, um, if you're really, if you're, if you're a good leader and you're, if you're someone who knows how to listen, you might not be able to provide an answer. You probably won't be able to provide answer or even feedback in the moment because you actually listened and you might have to think about what it is the person's presenting you. So whether that's in the same meeting or the next day or the next week, you might actually have to ponder uh, what they're talking about. Um, so I find that happens. It's kind of funny. It's like for, for people listening, it's like, well, there's a pause, but you know, if Amy, if our guest says something profound and I'm like, Oh, let me think about that for a second. Cause I like mm-hmm. that. Right. Mm-hmm. Makes me marinating in it, marinating. in it. That's right. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Well, I could, I I would love to share. I know that SQ is new to maybe your audience and kind of like, what is this? Yeah. What is it? How long has it been around? Um, Is it something that is, is out there in the mainstream? I mean, I, I truly until I, until I read that I had not heard of it. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Bo and Luke Nation, discover your leadership edge with Edge Leadership Academy. Their expert coaching transforms high performers into influential leaders. Whether in business or athletics, they tailor their approach to your unique journey. Embrace their mentorship and workshops to elevate your leadership skills. Join the ranks of those who lead with confidence and purpose. Visit edgeleadershipacademy.com to start your transformation. Edge Leadership Academy, where leaders are made. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So it has been around for a while, and Mm -hmm. there's a couple of individuals that have really worked on it for the workplace and for bringing it to the workplace. And I know that hopefully you've heard of emotional intelligence, right? Yep. And that's kicked around the workplace all the time. Everyone's very familiar with it. So you sort of get to SQ by way of EQ. So once you've started working on your emotional intelligence and things like that, SQ is sort of the next step. And if we look at the adult development theory, 
usually individuals around their mid thirties start really wanting to become aware of what their life purpose is Mm -hmm. or assess maybe what their values are. And so I've sort of been working in the spiritual intelligence space for a while. Personally, I I was working on my spirituality at home quite a bit. And then when I left my corporate job, I decided to merge those two things and sort of be my authentic self in any space. Mm-hmm. And SQ is totally faith neutral. You can be agnostic. You can be atheist. As long as you believe that there's a place within you that you can access that comes from a place of wisdom, compassion, and love, what I like to call your higher self, then you can work on these 21 skills for SQ that are specifically designed for the workplace. Hmm. I like that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Can you share some of them with us? Yeah. Cindy Wigglesworth is the woman that designed SQ21, and she designed this about 10 years ago. She's a former HR executive from Exxon, mm-hmm. left the space, and then worked on develop, developing these skills. I can share one personal story with you. Sure. <laughs> so uh, skill number 20, it's in quadrant four of spiritual intelligence, which is social mastery, where you've worked on yourself and now you're actually you know, exhibiting these qualities where people are actually recognizing them. And I personally didn't score as high as I would have liked on skill 20, which is being a calm and healing presence. Hmm. And so I decided to work on this skill uh, for 2021. And I tell everyone when you pick a skill to, cause you can pick a skill to work on like for a whole year if you want. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, these are, these are, these skills are, are big life journeys. Yeah. And so when you pick, when you pick something like that, the universe sort of rises to the occasion and brings you opportunities to work on that skill. I bet. I didn't really account for that when I chose that I wanted to work on it. And trust me, I fail a lot, but Uh the most important part is thank you for the lesson. I'll try again. Mm -hmm. I recognize, I repair and I recover. Yeah. Like that. Recognize, repair and recover. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you say that. And, you know, when you decide that's what you're going to start, you know, what that's what you're going to work on, then it's just like, oh my gosh, here's all these opportunities to, to work on that. Right. Um, Makes me think it really does. And you're right. Universe does present itself that way. Makes me think of um, you can hear, you can hear something like some type of police report or news report and, you know, everybody's looking for a white van. You've never focused on white vans before, but now the next day you see like 30 white vans, right? Because it's like all of a sudden it's just all presented to you. It's it's just fascinating how that works. Absolutely. So, and then that's tapping into your perception of mm-hmm. what is reality yeah. and awareness of the limits of human perception and different things like that. And then you can really deep dive into, <laughs> into all of those things. Yeah, for but, sure we can get so deep and we can talk about transcendental uh, moments or moments where we feel like we're one um, with everyone. But I want to sort of back, back it up a little bit. I wrote create magic at work, my book Mm. for the golf playing beer drinking men Mm. that I worked with because I was the only woman on the team. So you wrote it for Bo Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) And, and it has Thanks, easy <laughs> and, and it was because these men that I worked with had really great hearts. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. They always wanted to do the right thing. But the way that men are typically conditioned are they aren't, they aren't given permission to be vulnerable or to show emotion in the workplace. It's profit and loss statements. It's we've got to hit this goal. We have to do this. Um, no weakness, et cetera, et cetera, right? And so <laughs> you don't have to dive into the 21 skills of spiritual intelligence super deep. Mm-hmm. Create Magic at Work just has really quick, easy, easy things that you can do with your team in the workplace. Nice. And I, I literally wrote it with that in mind. It's a tiny little magical book. And like it's, it says, hey, start off a meeting sharing what you're grateful for. Yeah. If you can Love start that. with that, do it, you know? Sure. So it's simple, easy stuff like that. I love that. Yeah, we're going to have to get a copy, Luke. I'm definitely getting a copy. There's something else I'm ordering (laughs) ordering from your site in just a moment here. I have it pulled up, but I've been waiting to ask you about this because it is perfect timing because I wanted to order. Tell tell me about the crystals. And before you tell (laughs) me about the crystals, here's why I like them because I know very little about them, but I'm looking for like some immediate gratification. It's going to work, but I don't even know if I told you this yet. Probably not. But we were talking about crystals the other day. <laughs> we were talking about crystals the other day. That's right. Yeah. And we were talking like Waterford crystal, Swarovski's crystal. We, we were ah, talking about, okay. yeah, we're, we're really into that stuff. I mean, you know, it, I mean, lots of guys like Swarovski crystals and stuff like that. So <laughs> Bo and I would chat about that stuff all the time anyways. But I, there, here's the, here's what got me into starting it is, and I hate to use this word, but like almost like the placebo effect where mm-hmm. if I have something that. I look at or hold mm-hmm. in my hand that reminds me to be grateful or reminds me to be mm-hmm. calm, then I'm probably going to do that because it's front and center, right? Take it even one step further. If it's sitting in front of me, like I put a crystal on my desk that's supposed to uh, help create calmness, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always going to be thinking about calm, then I'm going to be looking for more ways to be calm. Mm-hmm. And I will be calm because it's just top of mind. This could be like, that could be the weirdest response that you've ever had to something like this, but I'm a total mm-hmm. noob and beginner, but I'm, I'm intrigued and I'm ordering crystals from your site. So. I love it. I love it. So let me tell you my take on it. There's a part of my book and it, and it's called creating appreciation anchors. Okay. So that's what you're talking about. And it's part of EQ and emotional intelligence where you have an emotional management strategy now. So if you feel triggered in the workplace, you can look to that crystal on your desk that's supposed to create a calm and healing space or even grab it. So what happens with your brain is pushes back on your negativity bias because you can't experience anxiety and gratitude at the same time. And so I coach people to create appreciation anchors. It doesn't have to be a crystal, but they're fun Mm -hmm. because a lot of them have deep meaning, right? So like, I often hold this when I'm doing, there's a sun beating in right now, if you can see it, but it's a fluorite. And I hold this when I'm doing podcast interviews because it pushes back on, um, you know, me feeling a little bit nervous or things like that. So I designed this in my mind for that. But some people use a picture of their child on their desk or they'll journal a passage of something that meant a lot to them and then they'll read it. And when they feel triggered, they can go to that appreciation anchor and then not having, not have anxiety or push back on that negativity bias. So it's a big part of EQ. You know, you've become aware, you're self-aware of your emotions. 
now you have a strategy and then it helps you create connection more in the workplace. I'm all about it. Yeah. It's cool. But crystals are just more fun. <laughs> they yeah. are and they look good. I think it'll look good in my office. Totally. You know, and it's something I'm a fidgeter, you know, so I am, I, I see myself probably fidgeting with the crystals quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. That, that lends into Luke, that lends into what we talked with uh, Kiki about in reference to her comment, previous guest talking about the, the brain and neuroscience about mm-hmm. um, you just said uh, you use the term negativity bias. Mm-hmm. Um, the brain doesn't choose. You don't choose to be negative or you don't make a choice to be negative. It happens. Yes. Um, so if you have the anchor that mm-hmm. you're talking about, it could help you stay positive or choose positivity versus letting yourself go or your, your mind taking you to the negative space. Yes, because as you feel these maybe so-called negative feelings, your amygdala starts getting triggered. You go into fight, flight, or freeze. And then what happens is the neocortex in your brain starts shutting down and you only see those possibilities, fight, flight, freeze. I'm going to fight, I'm going to run, or I'm going to be like a deer in a headlight, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so let me, whew, let me take a breath. We will be right back to the Bowen Loop Show. What do Star Trek, Frozen, or Lady Gaga have to do with running a small business? More than you might think. We've recently discovered two legitimate to quit, and we simply can't get enough of this podcast. Each episode features Annie P. Ruggles, the founder of Non-Sleazy Sales Academy, and a guest who teaches from their zone of genius and then presents their pop culture parallel. Our favorite part is that every episode ends with an actionable homework that small business owners can and should sink their teeth into immediately. Most recently, I listened to On Persistence, Talent, and Dave Matthews Band, and I highly recommend it to anyone looking to grow a lasting brand and unforgettable brand experience. TLTQ is available wherever you listen to podcasts and at twolegitimatequit.com. Bowen Loop Nation, we're excited to be here today to talk to you about Grind Oral Care, a veteran-owned company crafting amazing products made in the USA. To grind means to repeat a task over and over to achieve a goal. You grind, you hustle, you strive every day. Those aren't just words to you. It's a calling for those living the grind culture. Think about it. Grind toothpaste, rise, grind, repeat, activated charcoal whitening toothpaste infused with hydroxyapatite and it's fluoride free. We're all about be, know, and do better here on the show. And grind toothpaste, it's a subtle reminder to get after it, to grind, to never quit. Don't wait. Get it today. You can order grind toothpaste at grindoralcare.com. That's grindoralcare.com or on Amazon. Now let's get after it. Now back to the Bo and Luke show. Like people say, oh, just breathe, just breathe. It actually works. Three, two, four breathing method. Mm-hmm. Inhale for three seconds, hold it for two, exhale for four. You're going to start opening up those other parts of your brain where, okay, I don't have to fight, flight, or freeze. Whew, I can see other possibilities here. There's not a lion chasing me. Mm-hmm. I'm just in the workplace and somebody pissed me off. Can I say that? I don't yeah. <laughs> whatever, oh, yeah, right? Of course. So totally helps. Or let me... When I'm, let me walk into this room that I'm nervous or zoom. Now I'm nervous about having this meeting and I'll just have a crystal in my pocket and hold it while I'm speaking. Yeah. And the crystal in my pocket will deflect negative energy in my mind. Black tourmaline is great for that. Fascinating. I like it. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. I used to use it a lot. 
uh, pre-COVID when I would speak at my old corporate job, I would, I would publicly speak with a coworker and it was always a male most of the time. And so I would show up and give him a crystal. Hey, put this in your pocket. We're going to do great. Later on, he'd be like, Amy gave me some rock, but it was so great. And, you know, they all got into it and loved it. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Interesting. It is interesting. One of the topics that you talk about, um, I love the title is uh, beer after work is not team building. Talk about that a little bit. Okay. So disclaimer, I love a good cocktail and I'm not opposed (laughs) to drinking beer. But what I would add is if you're going to do something like that, make it meaningful. This is time that you have with your people. And so there's a part of my book called More Than S'mores. And I didn't even want to put it in the book because I just thought it wasn't even that sophisticated. But all my employees voted for it. And all we did was we got together on the beach, we had some cocktails, we made s'mores, but every individual was required to bring their favorite motivational quote and why it it was impactful for them. Mm -hmm. Or they could bring like a a passage that was inspiring to them. And we went around the fire and every person read that and shared why it was meaningful to them. And so that curbs loneliness in the workplace. Make sure you're connecting each other with something that they'll remember. So they recognize each other as human beings, because most of the time when you leave a meeting, you forget all the data that was presented or whatever that is. And you remember, oh my gosh, did you hear Bo shared that his mother was sick? Mm -hmm. I'm going to reach out to him later and help him with that project. But if you don't give your individuals an opportunity to be human like that and to share what they're going through, or maybe what means something to them in their life, then no one's going to connect and your productivity and your profitability is not going to be anywhere near it could be. Wow. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think it's fair for sure. So you authored, um, you authored these 21 cards based on tarot is what you said. Share, (laughs) share with us, right? Share with us because this is all new to me. So you're going to have to break this down like I'm in fourth grade. No worries. Yeah. So I authored a journal prompt card deck and it's a deck of 33 cards for the workplace. Yeah. The number 33 is a really auspicious number. Mm -hmm. And so I use that number a lot. Like there's a reason why it's a deck of 33 cards. All of my products or anything I post or the artwork has deep symbolism and what I like to say magic infused in it for everyone. And so basically, do we want to draw a card now or? Yeah, let's do it. So for everyone, let's, yeah. So <laughs> okay. Amy's going to draw a card for us. Wait, so is this for Bo and I? Give Frame this a little bit. So is this yeah. for one of us or do we need to like preface? So we can pick. This? I can do a card for both of you. I can actually do a message for your audience because we talked about how everyone's feeling a little bit fatigued lately. Mm-hmm. And so these journal prompt cards are specifically designed for the workplace. So they'll have an affirmation for anyone listening. It's like this message was meant for you. Even if you hear this episode two months from now, all of a sudden, if you're tuning in and hearing it, mm-hmm. it's because you were meant to hear it. Yeah, it's good for the listener. And then Bo and okay. I will just be along for the ride. But you guys are, are here well, in the container. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's for everybody. So... <laughs> Each card um, has an affirmation and then they have two questions that you can ponder or journal about, okay? Mm -hmm. So I typically shuffle the deck three times 
just to make sure we get the right message for your audience. And then sometimes a card will even fly out and you can't ignore those because they call those jumpers from the universe. And that means it really, the universe really wanted to give us a message today. <laughs> so I shuffle three times. I cut the deck and I, and I pick a card. Oh my goodness. Okay. So we got motivation for everyone. I don't know if you can see that, but I'll go All ahead right. and read it as well. Mm -hmm. So the affirmation for everyone listening is I stay mentally strong when faced with adversity, knowing that success is the only possible outcome. Mm. Some questions for everyone to think about is what actions can I implement that move me out of my comfort zone? And what are three courageous things I can do for my work or career? Wow. So there you go. And we can even, I can send you a picture of this so you can post it or whatever. Yeah, no, that would be great. Motivation for everyone. And I do a weekly workplace message just because on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. where every week I pick a message like this of the week for everyone. I love it. Yeah. We need to do more of that in the workplace. This is a great tool, by the way. I'm not trying to sell my products. I just want <laughs> this heart and human connection to go throughout the workplace. I mean, imagine you're in a meeting and you just have everybody shuffle the deck and pull one. Yeah. And everybody sits for five minutes and you time them rapid write, journal your thoughts, don't overthink it. Time's up. Bo, share your thoughts. Yeah. What actions can you implement to move yourself out of your comfort zone? Oh, I'm going to have Amy on my show talking about spiritual intelligence. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're right on. <laughs> so, and then you hear the answers and it just brings everyone together because it came from their heart and their higher self. So these are all fun tools to help access your higher self. Yeah. I like that. What's, what's your go-to when, uh, when you're just in a negative mood, I guess, like, like what most people would call like a funk, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't get into funks, but if you oh do, my gosh, are you kidding? I'm like everybody. <laughs> so what's your go-to? My go-to, I got to tell you this weekly workplace message for me, for my work has been huge. Cause I'm like, I need it. It rejuvenates me just as much as I hope it does everyone else. Mm -hmm. Last week I was as any entrepreneur does it's their roller coaster moments. And I was like, give me something, give me a message. And I pulled last week's message and it just said, make a difference. Each day I send a ripple effect into the world and that is enough. And I was like, okay, thanks universe. <laughs> like yeah. I was taking myself way too seriously and that's it. That's all I got to do. What can I do today to show up and send a ripple effect? And that's it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so on point. I think that's the point. It's just so on point. Um, it's powerful. Yeah. And it's different things too. I personally like to work with the phases of the moon. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, if I was still working in a corporate setting with employees, I work with them with the phases of the moon, even though they might not know it. So if there's a new moon, for example, um, this Saturday is a new moon coming up it's a great time because the moon is dark and it starts growing in light. So it's a great time to set intentions. You can do it for goals in the workplace. Hey, by the time the moon's grown and full, I want to hit X, Y, Z goal. I want to have made a connection with, you know, Sandy, whatever the case may be, you set mm -hmm. your intentions and then you take action behind them. It's just a great sort of magical way to do goal setting. 
We might need two phases to get get to get a hold of get get in good with Sandy, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But you can, you know, yes. you can re- <laughs> tough cookie. But, <laughs> but on the full moon, you can let that go because the full moon's all about releasing. So you can say, "Well, I didn't connect with Sandy this time, so I'm going to let it go." <laughs> yeah. and try and again restart. next. Yeah, exactly. try again. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think it's um. I, wow. I just think that it's when, when you pull it all together like that, there's so much that the universe delivers uh, that we didn't create, um, but it's there for us to, to use. And it's just, it's just really phenomenal in my opinion. Yeah. You, what, what I'm hitting, getting hit with now <laughs> while you're saying that is, I got to share Dr. Angelise Arian, um, her four universal communication principles. I learned this at the UC Berkeley Executive Coaching Institute, and it's what we live by. And it's, she studied different societies all over the world. And she found that these four principles are what connects people. And so the first one is show up and choose to be present. Mm. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next one is tell the truth without blame or judgment. And the next one is be open to outcome, but not attached to outcome. And Mm -hmm. then the fourth one is pay attention to what has heart and meaning. They're not necessarily in that order, but though, if you can live by those four universal communication principles, you can connect with almost anyone Mm -hmm. that has that place where they can come from their higher self. Yeah. I believe that wholeheartedly. Honestly, I think, I think that I have, um, not to talk about me, but I think about, um, like you said, most people don't find necessarily find purpose until they're in their mid thirties. And it just seems the older you get, you start to identify more with even this type of stuff. Um, and for me having lived, you know, I've lived in numerous countries across the world and different, different cultures, different people, different backgrounds. And when you really, when I really think about, I would have, I would have, it would have been hard for me to categorize it like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I think about the connections made in with people from around the world, different, whatever, different faith, different, truly, you know, different backgrounds, different upbringings, different ways of thinking, but you still make a connection and a bond. Um, And I think it all goes to that. I mean, that that captured it really well. Yeah. So it sort of adds to, what you're talking about is like your awareness of the interconnectedness of life Mm -hmm. and your travels sort of helped you with that skill and helped you improve that skill level, if you will. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know this is fascinating stuff. It's deep. It's deep. I think (laughs) that's the the key. Like, you know, I, I feel like even Luke and I both are a little less talkative on this podcast than sometimes we are, but I really think it's the topic. It's like, it's deep. And it's like, I got to really think about this because this has some real, real meaning behind it. Um, it's deep. Uh, it's deep in our work. And that's why I try to make it fun. Yeah. Because we have to laugh at ourselves. Sure. You have to have those light moments. Like Luke's like, what do you do when you feel like you're in a funk? Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in a funk a lot, <laughs> just like everybody else, you know? Um, there's different things I do. I'll do my crystals. I'll do the card readings. I'll do something with a friend, connect with someone that lets me do that for them to 
stay connected. I think I think the biggest an- answer to go back to that is try try to get yourself out of isolation if you can mm-hmm. in some way. And sometimes even meditating is getting yourself out of isolation. Yeah. And what's your prescription? I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to maybe ask questions for you to think about, mm-hmm. but I'll never tell you what to do. That's one thing I felt like we were kind of inundated last year with advice uh, from COVID. Here, do this. Mm. Here's this checklist. Do this self-care. Do that. Mm-hmm. I felt inundated because I'm someone that's always trying to work on myself as a leader. You know, there is a such thing as personal development burnout and what works for you. Figure yeah. that out, write that down and go do it. I have a lot of exercises for that, that we could get into, but I probably, I mean, this could go on forever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I love about. Um, that's even what I love about even coaching in the, in the personal professional development space is yeah, you can, you can have a model, but within that model, what works for one might not work for somebody else. And you really have to get into each individual as a, as a person and, and what's going to help them the most because what helps you might not help Luke um, and so forth. Exactly. And so that's where the, the, just the open, the questions come in coaching yeah. questions. Right. And let everyone write their own prescription. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're writing your own prescription, there might be a higher probability that you're actually going to follow through with the doctor's orders. Exactly. And I think that ties, that's such a simple step, but I think it ties into a bigger picture where doing those little things where you're letting individuals write their own prescription for things like that, you're actually doing systemic change Mm -hmm. because you're not trying to fit someone into a system that wasn't created for them in the first place. Right. Perfect. Right. Yeah. And it's a baby step. It's a micro step, which is what we need. Yep. Goes, I think this literally just kind of goes all the way back to the beginning of our of this podcast where we're talking about too much time trying to trying to fix people um, versus fix the systems. But in reality, in that scenario, mm-hmm. it's really, you know, if you're writing your own prescription, in order for someone to change, they have to change themselves. And if you're writing the prescription, your own prescription, you're just being led by a, by a coach, mentor, guide. It's you who's changing you. The coach yeah. isn't changing you or the, your boss isn't changing you. You're changing you, um, which is what will make it stick and last and be um, something that can go on. Yeah. And when you do it, try to do it from that higher self place. Yeah. Instead of your ego. See what happens. Yep. Super. So true. I was just thinking about, you know, that you have to want to change and actually do it. It made me think of like uh, dieting and exercise. Mm-hmm. There's more, look, if you want to know how to be healthy and lose weight, somebody will, t- anybody can tell you exactly what to do. You can Google it now and just line by line, you can go through exactly what to do and it'll work. But a lot of people don't want to do it. And so here we are in America with uh, a little bit of problem with uh with weight myself included right well it's the yeah i mean that analogy it's so great and if you take it from a higher place you know because you know you go even if you're you're able to get yourself to the gym and you have a personal trainer and that personal trainer gives you gives you the prescription that they give every person that they train but then you leave and you know you consume eight thousand calories every day 
you know, you're going to gain weight and you're going to, and the trainer's going to be like, man, I'm, you know, I'm, I should be whipping you into shape and you're actually getting, you might be getting stronger, but you're getting worse in your overall health. Um, They haven't worked with you for you to write your prescription on what it is that's going to work for you. Yeah. And the deeper part, I think that you're talking about too, is your awareness of your values. Yeah. And are they values you're living or are they aspirational values? And so which one, so figure out which ones they are. And if you haven't done a values exercise and stack ranked what your values are, I encourage Mm -hmm. you to do so. I barely did it myself this year. I was like, I know my values. I'm fine. But when you write down what your values are, even if it's one word and then stack rank them, you can go back to that in in moments where you feel torn. Let Mm -hmm. me go back to my values. No, this time in my life, and they can change throughout your life. I'm putting exercise as a priority and I'm not going to miss that. So, yeah. Yeah. I had to go deeper with it, of course, but you know, <laughs> no, you, you are right. We talked, I talked a lot about that just a couple of hours ago as a guest on, as I talked earlier, someone else's podcast called the leadership podcast. I talk a lot about values-based leadership and what that actually means um, and why there's no one, we'll use the word prescription. There's no one prescription for every company or every organization because Everybody, you know, people, it's people, people are in those companies and what are their personal values? What are their, are they values they live? Are they aspirational values? And how are you molding all those together? And are you finding the right people um, to fit in your company? And you can, in values, studying values, bringing that out of people, infusing it in your company can really help you find and actually have the best people for your company. Exactly. Like you can do the values hierarchy for your company, stack yeah. them for your company. I mean, you can take all of this and do it as a company mm-hmm. and then you attract individuals that want to live by those values, but then you have to back it up with actually doing the work. True. Right. And living Absolutely. by them as well. For right, sure. Right. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Good it's stuff. great stuff. Yeah. Absolutely is. Awesome. Luke, we got a, we got a reading for our audience. Isn't that great? <laughs> we do. Motivation. How good is that? Oh, it hit it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I loved it too. It was cool that motivation came up too because we were talking about how people feel down and fatigued, and it's like you got this, you know. And the yeah. art piece—I don't know if you noticed the illustration, but it was the turtles going into the ocean, like <laughs> we got this, you know. Yeah, so it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I needed to hear it. It's amazing how you you preface that. Like this is I'm going to pick the one, and this is what somebody needs to hear, whether it's today or two months from now. Um, definitely. Yeah. You hit, you hit home there, especially, yeah, it can apply to everybody, but even the entrepreneurial life can, sometimes you just need that, that little bit of encouragement, motivation. Especially. Yeah. Cause you get in isolation at times as well. And so you need that connection. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Oh, we're all so isolated right now, you know, yeah, yeah. COVID. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> very, very true. It's brutal. It's brutal. Sorry. Right. Yep. Um, Amy, before we let you go, can you tell the audience uh, how they can find you? Best way to where they can find your book, uh, get in touch with you, and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. So Luke was already clicking around on uh, createmagicatwork.net. So if you want to be a magic maker, you can go to createmagicatwork.net. You can follow me on LinkedIn under Amy Lynn Durham, where you can get the weekly workplace message. 
my journal prompt cards are on the website. And if you order a copy of my book, I send you a free intention setting kit that you can light on fire and send your intentions out to the universe and it flies wow. up for you. So. And that's all available on your website? Yeah. Okay, super. And if you're interested in how you would score on your SQ21 skills, I'm here for it. And I'm happy to help. So I do the SQ21 assessment mm -hmm. and the debrief as well. And you can take it with you the rest of your life. Super impactful. Yeah, I like it. Thank you. I'd recommend for people to do this. I know people that would love this. It's right up their alley. Yeah. I don't want to really call cool. them out on the show, but but I have people I mean, that. <laughs> and you don't have to work on every skill. I mean, if one resonates with you for the year, go for it. Just be careful picking being a common healing presence. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yep. This is fascinating. Good stuff. Luke, any parting thoughts? Uh I can just tell you I'm excited to get my appreciation anchor kit that I just ordered <laughs> off your site. So I got the crystals bow. They're coming to my house. Yeah. I'll have them on the next episode. I'll show them off on zoom. They're going to be great. I'm excited for them. Amy Lynn, absolutely fantastic. Having you on the show. Pleasure having you. Um, I think you're doing something awesome, spreading your word in a really great way. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me be here for your audience. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're most welcome. Bone Luke Nation, that's a wrap. Tune in for a new episode every Thursday. You can subscribe to our email newsletter for information on upcoming guests, giveaways, and more. Rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you to our sponsor, Sound United, for quality broadcast audio throughout season two. Are you an HR professional looking to earn a seat at the table, the executive table? The Bravo Center of Excellence launched on January 1st, 2021 with a mission to help HR pros be the best at what they do, to learn how to lead within their companies and solve for today's most challenging business issues centered on people. What are the benefits? Develop a leadership mindset and boost your HR performance. Lead successful teams thanks to your new leadership skills. Get crystal clear on your HR goals, plans, and actions. Stay current on your continuing education units for recertification and set up your HR career for long-term success and satisfaction. Sign up today and receive 20% off any course when you use code Bow and Luke. That's code Bow and Luke. All courses are fully approved by both SHRM and HRCI to ensure your continuing education counts. Just go to the Bravo Center of Excellence.teachable.com. That's the Bravo Center of Excellence.teachable.com.